All right. This is episode 18 of the Morning Thoughts podcast. Soon to be the Something Else podcast. Once again, yes, I'm driving it home, working on a rebrand, and that'll be hitting soon. Um, this is a great episode. I'm super pumped about this episode um, because of what it means for the podcast and because of all the great content um, that happened. Uh, this is the first installment in my little <clears throat> plan versus prepare dichotomy uh, series of podcast episodes. And uh, I was able to sit down on uh, just a video call with an old friend of mine and uh, a very insightful person and a man who one day I know will need no introduction, uh, Chad Arnett. He is a digital marketer. He has um, he has kind of given himself, you know, in equal parts to um, the entrepreneurial grind, small business grind, and also existing in the corporate world, um, big businesses, big companies. Uh, so he I, I'm, he has a, a really good uh, like. He's got a good range of understanding um, for just industries and uh, how different sizes of businesses work and function and how things run. And he also lives right in New York City, um, which obviously has been kind of the epicenter for um, COVID-19 here in the United States. Uh, And he also traveled to Arizona um, to be with his parents who are a little bit older and he wanted to kind of help them during this time. So, uh, he's had a very, uh, I would say like diverse experience throughout <clears throat> this whole time in this whole situation. Um, and I knew he would be, uh, bringing a lot of good insights to the table. So I was very, uh, very lucky and very happy to have the opportunity to sit down with him. So I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we recorded for about an hour. So, um, Hopefully you get through the whole thing, and hopefully there is some good stuff in here for everybody. Chatternet. I just want to say thank you for meeting me here in this podcast call. Dude, you know that it's nothing short of an honor and an obligation. You know, like you as my best friend and or brother, uh, there's no way that I wouldn't be here. It's not that that. I don't want to be here. It's just that, like, it's mandatory for me just by the the generic bro slash man code that you and I both share. The 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 virtues that you and I follow demand that I be here with you at this exact moment. So thank you for having me. And I'm glad you're here. Um, And I also appreciate that you would be my. um, Yeah, I'm feeling this whole thing out. I've never like done a call with someone else before. So all the mechanics, but also like the just the new experience of like having a conversation with someone that's going to be put on the podcast. It's all new. It's all fresh. And I'm just like one step at a time moving through it all. So I appreciate you being the one to uh, kind of help take my hand and Sherpa me through this uh, new podcast experience. Hey, man, I'm your Huckleberry, you know, <laughs> you are. You are and always will be. Um, so how's how's it going? You just barely got back to New York. I did, man. New York City. Yeah, you're a couple days back in New York. Um, how is? 
I, I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into like COVID-19 situation other than how it relates to what we're actually going to talk about on the podcast because I just we only have so much time. Right. But um, how is how is the state of the city and how are things being back there? You know, I'm really glad to be back. Uh, state of the city is still pretty much unchanged, which is pretty empty. Like it's pretty much just New Yorkers now, which is interesting and terrifying in equal measure. Uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> it's great though. Like, I mean, I've said this to you before, and people, it's hard for me to fully explain because. I, for one, never had any aspirations to live in this city before I moved here. You know, yeah. the job came out of nowhere. You and I had a lot of conversations about what that would mean for my life. And then I ended up just taking the plunge because I felt like I needed to. Totally. But there's something about this place that gets into the blood, man. Visiting the city and living in the city have been two very, very different experiences for me. And when I wasn't here the last couple of weeks, man, I missed it. You know, it's not even that it like felt like home. It's it's like an old friend. You know, it's like when I it's like when you and I were hanging out in in Utah when I visited you. It feels like that, but because the city has its own personality and its own vibe, and so being here is great, and I love it. And it's empty, like the streets are empty. You know, like people are still kind of avoiding each other, but we're all there's a real sense of camaraderie and like community that you you really don't find anywhere else, especially during like crises such as this coronavirus stuff that's flying around and don't even get me started on those killer bees or killer hornets man that's that's a different level entirely we'll get to it <laughs> we'll get to it i gotta get through a few more podcast episodes about this and then we'll, we'll, we'll we're gonna have to get to it how do you not man how do you what, not yeah what a time um, to be alive yeah that's cool i I remember that in a when you were on the uh, Thoughts on Thoughts podcast, you mentioned how uh, you mentioned how the whole situation, like the quarantine and city shutdown and everything, like really brought out um, a lot of like neighborly acts and neighborly sense in people, and like really was bringing like community together in kind of a like refreshed and new way. Um, which I thought was really cool um, because I do think one of my least favorite parts of this whole situation is that I do think that it has brought out a lot of like, there's a polarizing aspect to it. Everybody has their view and their, their opinion and they state it. And then someone else has to be, you know, they either have to be right or wrong according to somebody else. Um, so yeah, yeah. You had mentioned that. And I thought that that was just really cool to be able to like recognize and that you have been able to experience that in a city like New York. Which is, yeah, very polarizing in and of itself, you know, like, I mean, there's so many diff different views, political views, life views, all that stuff, but it doesn't matter when stuff like this happens, which is pretty cool. You know, the, the question now is where do we go from here? <laughs> it's yeah. it's a different world now and, and it's a different reality and you know I think that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about which is so what now yeah exactly perfect segue look hey. at that it's just smoothly just sliding in as you tend to do well um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so I, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, let's do it. We're going to talk about what I am have now kind of for the sake of like my content and podcasts have kind of officially coined the plan versus prepare dichotomy. Um, and I explained it to you a little bit. I don't know if you had the chance to listen to the podcasts at all. Yeah, um, of course, man. Of but course. Uh, yeah, appreciate that, dude. One of my one of my established audience members of the OG. A whopping five. I'm back and forth between five and six these days. I don't, I don't understand how the numbers work out, but I'm at a, I'm at a five right now. So, hey, it's five more than I have. Oh. In so in so many regards. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about it. You you listened to what I had to say about it. I kind of explained it to you um, when we were talking the other night. So I just want to hear first, like. I mean, my, my purpose in, in trying to talk to more people about this is not that, like, I want, I necessarily want everyone to agree with me and find more ways that, like, my take on this is kind of held up. Um, but to really hear, you know, at what level is that the case or not the case for other people in other jobs, other industries, other situations, whatever it is. Um, so first, I kind of just want to know in the, in the, this kind of dichotomy of like, I want to have a plan, but it seems like for, in most cases, it's really hard to have a plan right now. So, so are there things we can do to still feel and be prepared for what's to come? Um, what is your, what's your take on that? And do you feel like in most cases, like, like that, that really is what people are experiencing? Yeah, man. Well, like my take, I, I feel like it's pretty similar to yours, right? Like there's two quotes that come to mind right away. One's from Mike Tyson and one is from some general or soldier that I can't remember off the top of my head. But like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face and no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. Right. Like those are the two things that come to mind immediately. So often, like I have a plan for my life, a plan for my future, a plan for what to do tomorrow, a plan for what to do in a week from now. But like the reality of situations come in. And then at that point, like my habits and my, you know, my determination, um, even my discipline then take over and I follow whatever routines or like neural pathways I've established. Right. So when it comes to like the conversation about plan versus prepare, like it's I think it's a very poignant and b very timely because for a lot of us you know, present company included, and I'm pointing at myself, not you, for those who are listening. Um, I've had plans, but how readily have I been preparing to attack those plans um, and to like actually follow through on that stuff? And that's where I'm currently sitting. Um, So that's at a very high level, like my view is it's great to have a plan for your future and for your days and for what you want to be doing. But you also have to recognize that best laid plans are just that, you know, they, they don't mean anything without the actual execution. And until you're in a place where you're physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually prepared to follow those plans, like they mean nothing. And that's kind of where I find myself in, in, in certain regards, you know? So, yeah, for sure. 
dive in on that. That's some that's some, <laughs> that's some therapy therapy right there that we need to get into. So no, man, that's true. And I feel that so strong. The fact I mean yeah, you're right. No matter what the no matter what the global situation is or no matter what the like pandemic or no pandemic like uh yeah, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Like Exactly. <laughs> a, a plan is only as good as as long as it works out that way. Um So um yeah, that's true. And there's so much to the things that we do in a day and how we program ourselves and how we train ourselves to um, just behave and either stick to a plan or not stick to a plan. Um, yeah, man. I mean, like, so for example, you know, from my life and the stuff that you and I have been working on together on the side over the last couple of months, you know, for everybody listening, Justin and I were having weekly calls where we were going over and holding each other accountable for all of our business projects, our plans, the things that we wanted to do individually together. And it was going really well. We had a good cadence established. I know I was making progress. I know you were making progress. Um, and then this thing happened and it kind of threw both of us out of whack for a second, right? And though we've continued to have conversations, continue to hold each other accountable, the plan had to change. Luckily, you and I have both been prepared to differing degrees, you far more than me. Um, but we've had to pivot what we were doing in order to meet the realities of our new situation. And for me, that means going a lot slower than I previously anticipated. Also, you know, getting a new job in the middle of a pandemic probably wasn't the brightest idea I've ever had. But hey, you only yellow once, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, and that, that's, that's true, but also, yeah, that, that plays perfectly into, uh, yeah, what we're talking about, which is like, uh, which is like, whatever, regardless of what the plan is or how much of a plan there is, like you, you couldn't have, you couldn't have planned out like, right. This is how I'm feeling about my current job. Like I'm super ready to leave, or I found a better opportunity, and so I have to make this jump. You couldn't, you couldn't have planned like the timing surrounding all that, right? And so, um, in what ways can a person prepare themselves for those dynamics, regardless of when they show up? Um, I think is the question, and then specifically how that applies to what is going on right now. So, um, I think my next question is. Um, do you feel like, you know, everything that we've just said, with all that being said, with all that being the case, do you feel like right now in relation to the situation with like all of the shutdowns and the quarantine, the COVID-19 situation, in general, people are having a hard time planning for their near future and I'm making a plan for the next month, two months, three months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how exactly do you attack the unknown? You know, like how do you walk into the darkness and be sure of your footsteps? Like you don't, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the gist of it is you can't, you know, one thing that I learned 
early on in, in my collegiate career when I was trying to study public relations is that you kind of have to have a couple of different plans for a couple of different situations and scenarios. And, you know, that's very much the case here. Like, listen, man, we might be under lock and key for another 12 months. We might be able to go outside next week. We might find out that this is actually like one big psych test from the government just being like hey jk you guys failed so let's get this all together and figure it out for when <laughs> it really happens you know um it's not the latter i actually had coronavirus for everybody listening that sucks don't get it be smart wash your hands <laughs> don't you know pet stray people and uh that the don't pet stray people actually applies for the rest of your life don't just don't ever <laughs> anyway that's a rule uh, Regardless. That's a rule, regardless. Yeah, that's something that you should prepare for at this point. Um, but yeah, man, like, you know, I don't know what the future holds at all, nor does anybody. And how do you plan for, like, you going back to work right now? Me, luckily, I get to work remotely, but I also have to plan for when and if I'm ever going to be able to go into the office again. And how, now that I'm back in New York City, like, how I'm going to be getting groceries and socializing so I don't go crazy and all that stuff. So, you know, I think that the uncertainty is the constant here and you almost have to plan with that in mind. Like I feel bad for people who do not like spontaneity, do not like real change. Like routine is great. And I've definitely seen the power, if not the necessity for strong routines and uh, really developing like, I mean, exactly everything that you preach on this podcast, right? Like doing the things that you know you need to do to move your life forward in the directions that you want it to go. Um, when you have processes in place, it allows for a certain level of creativity and also like frees up your mind and your body to do things that like you may be spending extra energy on. But for me, like I'm a pretty spontaneous, if not, you know, completely eclectic person when it comes to like my daily routines or the things that I want to do or that I like to do. So for me, planning for the unknown is a little bit easier because it's just kind of like, well, I'll just kind of go with the flow, you know, and sometimes that's just what you have to do. But, you know, I was, I was on a tear as far as life progression and what I was doing and proud of. I know you were too, you know, like both fitness goals, work goals, financial goals, personal development goals, like all that stuff. I feel like we were really moving on. And for me, like I'm kind of, I don't want to say stagnant, but definitely slowed down. And I don't have the good answer. You know, for me, it's just like, okay, the only constant here is the changing situation and the uncertainty. So that's the only thing I can plan on is to be flexible and try to set routines and uh, try to set certain processes that allow me to be flexible inside of them. Like, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym. So what can I do every morning? to get my physical fitness up and running, no pun intended, and, you know, make sure that I'm continuing to strengthen my body and lose weight like I had been for the six months previous, you know. Um, but it's hard to have – it's hard to plan for nothing, <laughs> you know, yeah. for, for no no concrete anything. And totally. I don't have the answers, unfortunately. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um yeah. And I think that another thing that 
another part of it that's really interesting, like about what you just said, is um, the um, the amount of effect that different like departments of our life have on each other is powerful. So, for example, you know, two, three months ago, four months ago, maybe we're building some serious momentum with like fitness goals. You know, like. Uh, I have some goals to lose weight. I have some goals with like my exercise. I'm hitting those and that is making me feel better about X, Y, and Z other things. Um, you know, you start getting some momentum. You're feeling good about yourself. You're feeling good about the progress that you make. And that is going to make you feel better about other projects you're working on. That's going to give confidence to other things that you're trying to progress in, um, and if that progress in one department stops, it might become kind of a weight in other things that you want to work on and, and progress in as well. Um, and so, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up because, uh, you know, there are, there are things that, given the current situation, could be compromised or could be made so much more difficult. And if that keeps us from feeling like we're progressing in certain ways, then we might feel that start to bleed into like other areas where, oh, in my personal progression or my personal goals, I'm suffering so much that it's actually starting to affect my progression in like my business goals or what I want to be accomplishing in my job. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, man. Gosh, you're eloquent. I wish I had your wordsmithery, but, uh, never would have got there without you, man. Never would have got there without you. (laughs) Well, yeah, you probably, you probably would have knowing you, uh, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like momentum is everything in so many regards and losing it sometimes feels more detrimental than it actually is. Um, dude, like, I just think about like when we used to mash on the bikes, right? Like you'd be like, I'd be pedaling and you get some speed and that speed is serious momentum for when you hit a hill or you're going down the hill and like, you're like, okay, I know that I'm going to go down this hill, but in order to maximize what's going on right now, instead of just coasting, like I'm going to put a few extra pumps into it and you get to go a little bit further than you could otherwise. And then when you lose that momentum, like if you're going up a hill and you lose your speed, man, is it hard to, to keep, any sort of velocity, you know? And that's like, that's, that's one lesson. That's really the only lesson I ever took from riding bikes is how (laughs) important momentum is when it comes to what you're doing. Like you can't, it's easier to push through the momentary, you know, medium pain of maintaining your momentum than it is to completely lose it and need to build back up to that. And you know, in this situation, like whether we like it or not, there's there's certain things on the road that make you lose your momentum. And, and this is one of those things. So though it feels harder to actually crank the pedals, um, I think we also have to remember that like we haven't come to a dead stop and we haven't popped a tire. We've just slowed down a little bit and we're on a slight incline, you know, like it feels harder than maybe it even really is. Um, and if you can, you drop a gear, but you know, you and me, we always rode fixies cause that's just the kind of guy that's, that we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple, 
yeah, pumping the pedals is going to be a little bit harder right now. And uh, if we're going to, yeah, if we're going to ride that metaphor a little bit, um, maybe the really difficult thing is that, like, we don't know. One of the biggest unknowns is where does the incline stop? Yeah. Things, things either we get to go downhill for a minute and it's real easy or things at least flatten out and we can kind of coast that out for a little bit. We don't know where the incline stops, but um, yeah, we got to keep moving, pushing forward because we don't know how far we might need that momentum to carry us. Exactly, um, man. The burn yeah. sucks, but you know, what's the alternative? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What is the alternative? That's great. Um, okay. So uh, I want to move into uh, kind of more work related commentary. Um so take a minute and talk to me about your your industry and your line of work. Um, how has your job been affected? And I know your situation is especially strange because you actually started a brand new job, brand new position, brand new place right in the middle of all this. But even speaking like industry-wide, you're in digital marketing, industry-wide, whatever. Um, how has your job been affected by this whole situation so far? And what moves have you been able to make and had to make to shift and pivot with all that? Yeah, man. Great question. If not super loaded. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, for real. So like, yeah, for me, I'm a digital marketer. I've been in this space for like nine years. And and, uh, I just think that, uh, no, I've been in it for a while, like eight or nine years. And I just think that, uh, I've seen a lot of change in the space in my time, you know, and digital marketing is a weird space anyway. Like there's not really an education that you can actually get via college or something that teaches you this stuff. Really? Like it's very much a hands-on field, which is probably why I like it because I'm really dumb and I have to like get into situations to understand and learn. Like I actually have to be hands-on keyboard or hands-on anything to to understand what's actually happening and the mechanics thereof. Dude, but the uh, yeah, you know, I call it adult-based learning. I I don't call it I don't come and call it like dumbass-based learning, but that's really what it is for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. You know, I was so I've been in this space for eight or nine years. I moved out to New York a little over a year ago to be working for American Express, running some of their digital marketing programs for some of their products. And it was a great experience, man. Like, I absolutely loved it there. The the company I can't speak highly enough of, Um, you know, my particular situation and like the nuances of team dynamics and leadership and stuff like that. I just didn't feel like I was progressing in the same ways that I wanted to, um, especially yeah. after being in there a year. And Justin knows this cause he's been my, you know, my best friend for a long time now, but I was at a job before that for four years, which was about two years too long. Um, a certain quote comes to mind from a very um, under it's, it's, it's not a very well-known film. It's called Batman. And uh, it says you either, you know, die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's like what I've dealt with at the first job. Uh, and I didn't want to deal with that at Amex. So I decided to, you know, open up my horizons and see what else was out there. Um, and this was before pandemic crisis hit. Um, and I ended up accepting a position at a place called Bankers Healthcare Group, which provides 
like lending and financial solutions to all licensed professionals. It originally started to healthcare, but now it's like CPAs, pilots, lawyers, engineers, like, you know, any licensed profession. Oh, um, wow. They really focus on, on getting them, you know, private loans that don't affect their credit score. Um, and they've got relationships with 1,100 banks across the states to really find the best financing solution for each individual case. Um, they're like one of 11 non-bank lenders in the United States, which is pretty cool, like very unique, right? Um, but they're super immature in their marketing, digital marketing processes. They only began doing it about a year ago. So the the uh, the ground was ripe for me to like get in there and like, you know, plant plant a lot of seeds to to try to grow the program. And over the last month and some change that I've been there, I've been able to identify some key areas that we can really capitalize on, especially during a crisis like this. Like we're uniquely set up to, I hesitate to use the phrase, take advantage of the situation, but really like provide solutions for people who need them. Like can't tell you how many doctors or professionals we've been able to help especially with like the PPP program, which is the government mandated payroll protection plan or the payment protection program, where like you've been hearing about the stimulus bills and stuff like that. The government's giving banks money to help small, medium-sized businesses protect their payroll over the next couple of months, right? And so um, that's one thing that we've been really blessed to be able to help people with. It's been really interesting. But from my perspective as a digital marketer, man, have we had to shift a lot like a <clears throat> the space isn't nearly as competitive as it used to be which is you know another again i hesitate to use the word positive but another positive externality of the situation where it doesn't cost us as much to reach the same amount of people um and you know we're set up to be able to help people in a in a very unique way so how do we make the best of a bad situation and capitalize on the place that we're in to help as many people as possible. And that's been like really gratifying and unique, but like I've, as you know, dude, like I've been putting in 12 to 15 hour days because again, what's the alternative? Like, you know, it, it goes back to the momentum conversation. Like right now momentum's on my side as the digital marketer, as the more experienced or seasoned guy in the company, you know, they don't, most of them don't know anything about digital marketing. They all come from a direct mail space, which is totally different. There's, there's a lot of similarities, you know, but it's totally different. It's like yeah. apples and oranges. Like they're both fruit. You can compare them, but they are also very different fruits. So, um, that's like where I'm at from, from my perspective. And that's not really answering a lot of your question, but I figure we can use that as a springboard to dive into it. You, I, I see questions across your brow. So, <laughs> um, no, that is great. And I think that, I mean, it's also worth, it's also worth saying that, uh, I mean, I feel like you have explained some of the shifts that have been made and required to be made as uh i mean like you said like there's some positive externalities you almost made it sound like um like doing what you do like it was a given or it made it easier to do but i would like i mean i would like to say that i think that uh regardless of the positive externalities for certain industries or people who do certain things there could easily be the philosophy 
or the direction that like uh, there's so many unknowns, we're going to kind of just lay low until we know more. Um, and the fact that that's not, and that, that's, a, that's a silly, it might be a silly thing to say or silly uh, suggestion that somebody might do that, but the fact that that's not the direction that you have taken, that's not the philosophy that you decided to you know, subscribe to is really good and a key and a game changer um, for like what you're going to be able to accomplish and how you're going to be able to come out of this whole situation, I think. Yeah. I mean, I hope so, man. Um, like for me, like for me, I think, um, you know, I have, I set goals when I came to this job, you know, I've, I've got a lot of unrealized and, you know, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of unrealized ambition and probably like unjustified ambition, but like I, I think that there's a real opportunity for me right now, personally, in my in my job to show my worth. Um, you know, I've been in similar situations to this before, like not pandemic, not crisis, but coming into a new place where you know, my boss leaves after a few days or a few weeks. And I, I am now in charge of a big program. Like that's been literally the last two jobs. Um, so I know I got this right. Like, the, I, think, uh, I believe we deemed you the good luck Chuck of digital marketing ex- departments. Exactly, dude. 100%. That's 100% what I am. But, you know, back to the prepared versus plan, like I didn't plan for any of this, but I've definitely been prepared for it. You know, like just my experiences and, and the things that I'm drawing on right now, it, it's it was all preparation for this current situation. And the current situation will most likely be preparation for a future situation, because no matter how good we want things to be, something always happens. There's always going to be a punch in the face every single time. And so for me, it's interesting that each time the punch in the face has been you're hired. We're really excited to have you join the team. By the way, your boss left and now go get him, tiger. No, you know, that that's, that's what I've been dealing with. And so, um, I'm uniquely situated right now to be able to set myself up for a real, hopefully lucrative future at the company and show my expertise. You know, one of my personal goals is to, you know, obtain a promotion within the year and that's going to be really hard to do with just the overall economic environment let alone the job environment but that's that's a goal that i have and that's what i'm planning for right that's what i'm trying to to make happen for myself and luckily i've been prepared for situations similar to this now it's just you know keeping up that momentum man man i can't tell you how much i appreciate that you just like said that and brought that up because for me personally, I have been having this conversation in my own mind um, with the like the company that I'm working at now, the job that I've been working like recently. Um, you know, you uh, like I had a goal to try to set myself up, uh, kind of set myself up in a better situation with this company. The company's young enough that I can't say like oh, I'm going for this specific promotion or anything like that, but I um, really wanted to like set myself up in a better way. And it has been so easy for me to take this current situation, and we had to shut down for a while, 
um, all of the regulations and everything that happened, it's been so easy for me to try to go back on that in my own, in my own brain because I've lost momentum and, and I feel like I've kind of lost any, like, you know, whatever steps I had taken up that hill, I've kind of been pushed a few steps back down. And so it's been so easy for me to kind of, um, want to pull off of that goal and that, uh, that intention that I had. And so it's really nice to hear you say that, like, regardless of what has happened, that's your goal. That's what you want to accomplish. And, uh, and you can take an opportunity to, like you said, show your worth and, uh, you don't have to stop chasing that necessarily. Yeah, dude. And like, I mean, in your situation, I would also say that you're uniquely prepared for this, right? Like preparation, a lot of times when we're talking about preparation, it's like, what am I doing right now to prepare myself for the future? And that's a good thing to be thinking about on a daily basis. But the other side of that coin is that life happens. And what happens during life is preparing you for more of that same life. Like, dude, (laughs) You and I have not had an easy run of things in our 20s. Not to say that we weren't very blessed and that we haven't been very privileged in a lot of the things that have happened to us or for us or around us. Like, I'm not trying to say that, like, woe is us. But at the same time, you and I have both had unique setbacks and have made decisions that have either like propelled our growth or maybe stunted it a little bit here and there. Right. And you and I've had a lot of conversations about the reflection of those moments. Like, dude, my twenties were not easy, you know, like, for sure. Like, luckily I, I made a lot of very influential and, and very, um, strong friendships, like you included. I didn't meet you till we were what, like 22 or something like that. But I've also, you and I've also like lost friends, you know, and, and both, both from deliberate choice of just distancing yourself from some people that like aren't as helpful or whatever, or just the natural evolution of how life and friendship happens or even like death, right? Like things happen. Jobs are lost. Uh, momentum is lost all the time. You and I have started so many things that have been taken away from us. Uh, Or, you know, we're moving in a direction that we're really excited about. And then immediately, not immediately, but after a little bit of time, like out of nowhere, it just feels like it ends or something changes. And that's that situation is no longer the reality. And that's 100 percent where you and I are now with our jobs and with the overall situation that we find ourselves in. Like, yeah, dude, there's a big part of it that's just looking at the goal and saying, regardless of every situation, this is the goal and this is what I'm going towards. But I would also say that, you know you're uniquely situated and uniquely prepared to be able to say that in your own mind and be able to go towards that yourself. Right. Like that's kind of a weird soapbox that I just got on and am now getting off of, but looking at you, you know, one of the things that I've always admired is your determination, your discipline, and like really like your stick to like you're able to intuitiveness. Yeah. Real world, man. Look it up. That's Google great. That. Um, I don't know if it's a real word. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you you set a goal and you go for it and you just make it happen. And whether it's, you know, getting up every morning and going for a run, like it, there's some days that you get up a little late and you go for a run. And you and I both know the result of that. But there's other days that you're up early and you're out early and you're doing it. And, you know, like that's one thing that I've always admired about you and, and your ability to to just kind of persevere and that's what you've prepared for, right? Like your job, the situation, 
it being young and, and having a lot, a lot of opportunity, like, yeah, the overall situation sucks, but like the macros of all of this is still the same. The micros might've changed a little bit, but the high level view is pretty much unchanged. Yeah. Yeah. And you can keep chiseling away at something no matter what. And, uh, and it's a lot easier and a faster process to chisel away at like a softer stone. But even when the stone gets hard, you can still chisel away at it. And sometimes, yeah, it sometimes it's harder and slow. Things go slower, but yeah, you, you can always be chiseling away at something and feel like you're always just, just chipping away a little bit at a time, yeah. which is a good thing to remember. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. I want to move forward a little bit here. Uh, okay. So, uh, having said what you have explained about your your industry and your job situation, um, how is the COVID nineteen situation affecting your ability? And I think I want, um, well, yeah, we can get into this professionally and personally, um, whatever you feel more strongly to talk about, or both. Uh, how is this whole situation affecting your ability? to make a uh like a one month plan six month plan even up to like a five-year plan right like we i think we all kind of want to have like short-term plans that add up to our long-term plans um and what happens in the short term for sure is going to affect how things end up in the long run right and so as far as like having a five-year plan and you don't necessarily you know you don't need to get into what that is for you but how do you feel like the situation right now is affecting your ability to make a plan for a month from now, six months from now, a year from now? Yeah, man. Good question. You know, I'll tell you one thing is my dating life has taken a real dive. It's just really <laughs> gone down. So planning for a month from now and trying to figure out, you know, how am I going to date? That's just impossible at this point. But uh, not like both personally and professionally it it's definitely affected like what i'm driving for and even like what i think is realistic um professionally you know yeah i want to be able to try to get a promotion within a year i want to be able to provide enough value to the company that like they have no choice but to promote me you know they have no choice but to give me more responsibility and and uh, more just overall you know accolades recognition responsibility all that stuff like you know so for me from the one year plan perspective or even like the one month plan it's just trying to figure out what can i do every day and every week that combats the present situation which is you know coronavirus and and like the economic impacts of that um personally i think it's a lot harder for me you know, professionally, I feel like there's usually a more clear path. Like it's a little bit more defined in a lot of ways, just because I know where I want to get professionally. Like, you know, I know that I want to earn more money. I want to move up the ladder. I want to be able to create and, and own my own stuff. Like I know where I want to go long-term, but the day-to-days of it are definitely different. Um, but personally, man, that's where I struggle. I'll tell you what, I don't even know most of the time where to begin 
other than knowing like I know what I want my long term plan to be like, right? Listen, from a real talk perspective, I know what I value in life, and that is friends and family. I know that like within five years, listen, like, you know, I'm not a spring chicken very much anymore. Like, I mean, I'm aging like a fine wine, uh, but you know, like, listen, man, we're almost 32, you know, you're recently married like almost a year, man. But, uh, you know, we, like, I, I want to find my partner in crime. I want to be able to start a family. I want to be able to, you know, build real relationships with, my current friends and like, hopefully, you know, a spouse, but like, how do you plan? Like, I know that that's my long-term goal, right. Is to have a family, to create a family and create a situation that's good for myself. But like the day to day of that is, is hard. And you and I talk a lot about like living a deliberate life, right? Like what do I do on the daily basis that allows me to like take those deliberate steps forward? And again, I don't know. Like that's the hardest yeah. part for me right now is is I genuinely don't know what I need to do in order to like move forward in in a lot of those respects. Like, you know, a part of my life is gonna be the career, is gonna be the job, and I know where that's going. But the other part of it is like the interpersonal relationships and like where am I gonna live, man? Like how are you and I gonna stay connected? How am I gonna stay connected with the rest of the the homies, you know? And how am I going to be able to spend more time with my parents? You know, they're getting older. They're about to retire. They, you know, you, you and I both know, like we both adore our parents and, and want to spend that time with each other. So again, long-winded non-answer for you just now, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know exactly how to plan for the future other than saying, I know what I know the long-term goals are for me. And what I'm trying to do is understand and be flexible on the day to day in order to get there. As long as I do something every day, that's deliberate and moving towards that direction. I feel like I'm winning and succeeding. Um, like, you know, for me, it's today, I haven't left the apartment, right? Like, so I got to go for a run, like, or I've got to at least go for a long walk. And that's going to be a deliberate step in my fitness goals of, losing weight which really at this point is maintaining weight you know and um as far as like maintaining relationships with friends and family this is one deliberate step in doing that being able to like connect with you and you know connect with other friends that's important i know the long-term or not repercussions but the long-term goals but my short-term day-to-day has very much been heavily impacted if not completely changed to where i have to kind of be a little bit more kind with myself, which I don't love to be very clear. Like, you know, there's two ways that, that people look at, you know, self-love or self-reliance and stuff like that. I'm not one that really is great at being kind or like forgiving to myself. Like if I set a plan and I don't follow through with it, I'm not usually very like, Oh, it's okay. Like you tried for me personally. I know that works for a lot of people and I support that for a lot of people. But for me, <clears throat> I just don't <laughs> like, I just, I, you know, if I, if I give myself, if I give myself an inch, I'm giving myself a mile. Like I just know myself and I will take as much slack as I can possibly get. So I can't give myself any of it. Yeah. I can't yeah. give myself at more. some point. Yeah, it is what it is. And then you just know that. And that's yeah. good. Like I'm inherently 
hella lazy. Just, you know, like, I just, I know that about myself. Like, you know me, though. You know that I work hard. I play hard. But I also know that if I have the opportunity to lay on the couch for four days, I'm going to have serious back issues after four days because I didn't move. I'm going to have bed sores. Like, that's like my, my default state is to be an object at rest. So it's just, it's just atrophy. Yeah, man. You know, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. Like a lot of people can be okay with the daily small progress. And I'm not that guy. I feel like if I'm not making big strides every day, I'm not making progress. And that probably goes to a lot of my mental health issues. But like, you know, that's that's the situation that I find myself in. And that's just the reality of who I am. And I've learned that over time. And that's what I play into. So in situations like this, I'm I'm working on being a little bit more kind to myself, but also holding myself to the same high standards that I've learned I have to. Um, so, yeah, man. Do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um, all right, I want to uh, I want to wrap it up pretty soon here, just because I yeah. want to keep these fairly brief for the people. Um, so, just to wrap it up, and this this may end up being you kind of repeating things that you have already said because um, you've gotten into this already, but. Um, yeah, just in conclusion, what are some things that you are doing or trying to do or some things that you think other people can do to prepare themselves for these unknown and changing dynamics of times ahead? How can we feel prepared to meet the challenges and unknown unknowns of the next few months to one year? Yeah, <clears throat> great question, man. Like, I think really what it comes down to is understanding the realities of our situations. Like, you know, wishing is not a plan of action. Like, you, yes, we all wish that it was different and we all wish that we could go back to normal, but the reality of the situation is that it's not, right? Like once this COVID thing's over, then we're gonna have to deal with those big ass hornets that are gonna <laughs> kill everybody, you know? Like the reality of the situation is that we now live in a new world and this new world isn't going to change or go back to the way it was in 2019 or even early 2020. So that's what we have to plan for. We have to plan for being a little bit more cautious and conscientious of our surroundings. Um, we have to plan for the fact that, um, you know, we have new realities that we have to deal with. Like gyms might not ever open up the same way that they did before movie theaters, restaurants, bars, any sort of entertainment venues. Like they might not be the same as they were three months ago. And dude, like that's okay. Because in the end, humans are super resilient and we're very adaptable. So we will figure out whatever this new reality means and we'll be able to make it work for for ourselves because that's what we do so on the individual basis learn how you can do that faster for yourself and for your families you know like understand that we need to be adaptable and we need to be innovative because that's the reality of the world that we live in right now and that presents a lot of really cool opportunities personally professionally like me professionally i'm capitalizing on it and you know i by no means would i want to do it this way you know, by no means would I want 60,000 people in the States to die or would I want to get coronavirus that like just 
was the worst thing that I've ever experienced, but that's the reality and, and that's what we have to deal with. So, you know, understand that, prepare for that and then plan accordingly. That's my cliff notes version of the, the conversation. That's great. Prepare for that and then plan accordingly. Um, and I also, I, I actually really appreciate that you, uh, like mentioned the Hornets, the giant Hornets. And <laughs> once this all blows over, we're going to have to deal with those giant Hornets. Um, because the fact of the matter is that even if specifically, you know, we, we, we don't have to like go out and fight a swarm of giant Hornets and people are dying from that, whatever the fact of the matter is. When this blows over, there's there's something else. And if it's yeah. not a if it's not a global pandemic, if it's not something that affects everyone, each one of us individually, there's gonna be the next thing on the the next thing on the list of life experiences. Um, you know, we we look at how widely this is affecting the world, and that's for sure significant. Um, but you know, you, you look at Instagram and you want, you look at the memes and everything and people talk about like, Oh, this is how 2020 is at the end of the day. There are people who 2019 kicked their ass way harder than 2020 has. Right. Like <laughs> I'm one of those people, man. Uh, yeah. At, at, at the end of the day, like everybody's journey is a little bit different and different things affect different groups of people differently. Um, but the, the point is that, uh, the point is that, yeah, no, no matter how, no matter how confident you can feel in the plan that you've made, um, there are things we can be doing no matter what to help us feel prepared and equipped for, uh, for whatever it is that's coming and, uh, and whatever our next setback or opportunity is and those might be the same thing right you could view it as both um but you know some things some things hit us like setbacks and some things easily feel like opportunities but we can prepare ourselves uh for those things um and i think the reason that this whole thing uh this whole like concept and you know i've coined it the plan versus prepared dichotomy i've coined it that for myself because for me personally uh, the state of like constant, like every day we're assessing, we're reassessing, we're looking at the needs, we're looking at where we're, we are again, looking at what the consumers are doing. We're looking at the economy. We're looking at our personal lives and, and what's new and what has changed and what's difficult. We're the, the, the state of like constant unknowns and constantly assessing and constantly like confronting new challenges and like new like unique dynamics uh causes so much anxiety (laughs) for me personally for sure and that's anybody right but me like man that like this is in some ways like my personal health because i'm so driven by my routines and like kind of being set in what expectations are and a lot of that is ripped out from underneath me um and that's how it is i know for a lot of people and so yeah i just wanted to have the the that conversation of in the absence of a plan 
what are the things that are happening and what are the things that we can be doing to still feel prepared and still feel ready to like stand up and confront all of these things um, because it's hard and it's going to be harder for some people than others, you know? Totally, man. Totally. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. What it, what it comes down to is every storm that we go through is actually just the calm before the next storm. <laughs> you know, like you look back and you're like, oh man, like it was way easier a year ago, but then like I was in it last year and that sucked, you know, like it, it, it's just not to sound like negative or nihilist by any means, but it's just very much the case where, you know, the only constant in life and in the situations that we deal with is change, you know, and it's just how we learn to adapt to that change. You can go on a road trip and have a, your route planned out, but if the bridge is out, what are you going to do? Turn around and go home or just stop and wait? Like, no, you're going to figure out a way to get around that particular obstacle. And, and to simplify it, like that's kind of what we're doing is just finding, finding new ways to get around the roadblocks that we just hit, you know? Um, but there's always, there's always a different, different route. There's always a different way to get to the top of any mountain, you know? So, I mean, by no means do I think that I have the answers here. I just know that for me, it's just a matter of understanding the fact that life has uniquely prepared me for this situation at hand. And for that, I'm very grateful. Um, and, you know, like I said earlier, like you got to plan accordingly to what's actually happening in the world around you and in your situation. So. Wish I had better answers than that, but I no. Don't. This is great. Um, as as the official wrap up, I uh, you have said some really awesome things um, throughout this, and I did not highlight all of them, but I have kind of a few things that I feel like were at least personally for me, like my takeaways from this conversation. And so I kind of want to, um, yeah, I just want to highlight these as like official takeaways from this. Uh, this is the 18th episode of the podcast. Um, so yeah, here's, here's four of the things you said that like really just hit home for me. Uh, there's creativity within routines and rituals. Um, and if we can get ourselves into routines and rituals, we're going to find some freedom and some, we're going to find the ability to, uh, to really like move more within those things. And we're going to find more creativity and, uh, and that is significant. Um, and that is definitely something that can help us feel stronger and more equipped uh, to confront the things that we can't control and the changing dynamics is, uh, yeah, establishing routines and rituals for ourselves in the things that we can. Um, next thing was just you talking about momentum and how momentum is huge. Um, and when we get that momentum recognize it and ride it and use it and build it as far as we can. Um, cause you don't know like when that next incline is going to hit and we don't know how long that incline is going to go. So momentum is huge. Um, the, the third thing was, uh, talking about your work situation. You said right now you have an opportunity to show your worth. Um, and that's huge because like I said, you know, there's, restart the uh there we go restart the recording i don't know what happened there i lost the call um, but we're gonna just push on through um yeah. 
you said you have an opportunity to show your worth, which, um, yeah, I think you could put, you know, 10 people, 10 different people in a situation and they could approach it 10 different ways. And one of those definitely could be like, let's just weather the storm and then see what happens. Um, or, you know, there's the, uh, definitely, um, kind of the, uh, you know, let other people do their job and I'll do mine. Um, whatever, whatever it is, but the fact that you, the fact that you said and decided, like, I have an opportunity to show my worth. Um, I think that that could apply to so many people in so many ways. And as we take that opportunity to show our worth to our employer or our coworkers or whoever it is, we're also going to find an opportunity to like show our worth to ourselves and uh, find like strength in ourselves. And that's a pretty cool thing also. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth thing, something you just barely said right there at the end, which is there's always a different way to get to the top of the mountain. Um, and that might mean, you know, maybe you're an avid hiker and guess what? It might be time to learn a little bit of ice climbing and it's not necessarily harder or easier once you n really know how to do it. Um, uh, you know, what, what, what's the preferred way once you've actually learned multiple ways. Um, and so the fact that there always is a different way to the top of the mountain, and that might mean learning the new way, taking on some new responsibilities, taking on some new skills. But at the end of the day, you push through the hard part and, uh, it only gives you like so many more possibilities and so many more options for, like really get in your hands on what you want. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, my preferred way to get to the top of the mountain is definitely by helicopter. I've decided recently, but you know, <laughs> not I don't I can't afford that yet, and I don't have the skills, so I'll just keep climbing. Yeah, you will. Yep. You. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of those are out of reach. Okay, that's all. Yeah. That, that's the that's the final takeaway. Gosh, I don't deserve you. <laughs> um, all right. This was great. Once again, man, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you taking the time and I appreciate all your insight and uh, just getting on here with me and, uh, and sharing. I think that this, there's, there's some good stuff in here for, for everyone. So I appreciate it and uh, we will talk more very soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, dude. Love the podcast. Keep it going, dude. For real. Thank you. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there, man. New York City's no joke. Yeah, man. Likewise. Likewise. All right. Take care. See you.